What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. Welcome, listener, to the 93rd premium chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the QAnon Promoters, Where Are They Now? episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rokotansky, Julian Field, and Travis View. Once upon a simpler time in the world of QAnon, there were a limited set of social media promoters decoding QAnon drops. These valiant warriors had risen to the top of the crop through sheer posting. They hosed the anti-Q shills with digital bullets and left a bloody battlefield in their wake. That was 2018. A couple of years later, our friends are in more battered shape. This is the legend of a band of Anons. Patriots were fighting to save America and were continuously sabotaged by the media, who were terrified of the people waking up. You see, America leading up to 2020 was a difficult time period to be a free thinker. If you were to speak your mind or say something other than the sanctioned narrative, you would have media mobs that would come after you. There were packs of journalists online whose sole job was to post fake news and go after anyone who dared to speak the truth. They ran coordinated campaigns against people who were sharing information different than the authorized media narrative. These accounts had hundreds of thousands of followers and were eliminated for no good reason at all. There was one journalist who particularly had it out for an account called Inevitable E.T. Travis, can you explain uh, how you appeared in this video? So in this video, I appear at the head of a boardroom. There's my account along with other Q researchers, Dapper Ganders there, Poker mm-hmm. and Politics. Yeah. Uh, um, All the greats. Yeah. <laughs> but this this video right here has it especially out for Alex Kaplan. Yeah, they hate him. They, they turn him into like what South Park does with the Canadians where your whole head kind of like kind yeah, of cuts like, in like, half um, when, as you Terrence talk. Terrence and Philip, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so they Terrence and Philip him and they give him a whiny voice too. So yes, they just good. kind of really go at him. I got to say, it is a lot of fun playing the heel. I like that I loop yeah. so large in their imagination. And also they've put essentially their AVIs, uh, their Twitter AVIs, over the heads of soldiers in World War II movies. So right. just LARPing their asses off. But the truth is that many of the figures who were instrumental in the movement's expansion have now grown repetitive and out of touch with the average QAnon follower. One example of an early QAnon figure that has fully gone the way of the dodo is Dylan Wheeler. What's up QAA listeners? How's it going? This is Educating Liberals. Welcome to the show. Famous for his pro-Q raps, uh, the fact that he's in our uh, opening song, and his broaching of the, quote, Jewish question at the first Q rally in Washington, D.C. He now has a child and a red-pilled wife, and he's settled in, I guess, to uh, do religious extremism and uh, patriotic, like, baby food eating, that kind of stuff. So unfortunately, after he did that hill turn and abandoned the Q movement, his old comrades promptly dogpiled the shit out of him online. They could not cut him loose fast enough. It was ruthless. And that's how it is out there. So here's from the Band of Anons video again, so you understand the kind of struggles these people are enduring every day. What the fake news media didn't understand was that IET and the digital soldiers were fighting for humanity and were being led by Almighty God and the power of Keck. The media attacks continue to expand, but for every account they suspend, a hundred more are created. IET and the other digital soldiers' stories are far from over. The heart of a true patriot is one of the most powerful forms of love on Earth. 
Multiply that by a global army of freedom-loving digital soldiers, and victory is the only possible outcome. Where we go one, we go all. Their voice actor quality has increased. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. Very it, resonant. It's yeah. like a World of Warcraft villain. Yeah, yeah. he does. He, he sounds like the announcer in like a free battle royale yeah. game. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So this week, Jake and I have prepared a gallery of these mostly OG QAnon figures to answer the burning question on everybody's mind. Where are they now? And I think this is going to be interesting, too, for listeners who maybe have hopped on board uh, in recent months or even in the last year to find out a bit what QAnon was like in 2018, what used to make people tick, what used to be the classics, you know, so that you can see how far we've come. Also, Jake's dilated, smoke-singed eyes have not blinked once in the last week, and that's because he was writing a story starring all the wonderful goons that we'll be touching on today. Hopped up on pharmaceutical-grade opiates. So you can expect that for dessert. <laughs> Joe M, a.k.a. Storm is Upon Us. Joe M is the creator of the original video that served as a red pill rallying cry. Q, plan to save the world. Here's the opening salvo, which should be recognizable to any Q heads out there. Have you ever wondered why we go to war? Or why you never seem to be able to get out of debt? Why there is poverty, division, and crime? What if I told you there was a reason for it all? What if I told you it was done on purpose? What if I told you that those who were corrupting the world, poisoning our food, and igniting conflict were themselves about to be permanently eradicated from the Earth? You might think that an idealistic fantasy. Well, let me tell you a story. Yeah. Before uh, Fall of the Cabal and Out of Shadows, this was like the most slickly produced kind of uh, QAnon introduction video. Right. This is, Yeah, this is the original banger. It looks very different and even sounds very different than the stuff being produced these days. I mean, it's still really leaning into the operator side and the making sure you understand it's from 4chan, 8chan, anonymous kind of stuff. He currently has the podcast and all the hosts blocked on Twitter. Yeah. Where he goes by unspeakable dregs and the handle at Gitmo awaits with a follower count of only 30.4 thousand. Due to multiple bans on Twitter, Joe has a backup Instagram account called Storm is Upon Us, very simply, uh, and has the name Joe M just right up there. It uh, has 156,000 followers, and he posts screen caps of his tweets there. So you can just scroll down the grid and see him changing his Twitter handle and username uh, multiple times, evading the ban, with, with cool names like Define Projection, At Sheep No More with K-N-O-W, and the weirder Todd Bergen. Yeah, the Todd Bergen. I, I don't know what uh, the Is that a reference? About. Who knows? Who cares? We're not going to decrypt your shit. It's stale. Meanwhile, Joe's YouTube is thriving under the name Joe M. So just this, the original <laughs> YouTube channel that pilled people into QAnon is sitting there. Man, yeah, after all up. these articles and years, man. Julian, I'm getting the sense that all of these, everybody we've covered so far is doing pretty well. Yeah. Unless they yeah, <laughs> unless they go outrageously. Like Honestly, the real reason people get banned are, are two. One of them is saying something like the Holocaust actually didn't happen because uh, the Rothschilds are Nazis who are actually Jews or some sh- insane, patently insane, like Holocaust denial shit like that. Or you try to sell mineral, uh, uh, miracle uh, oh, mineral yeah, solutions, yeah, which has happened with a few of these. And that's yeah. how they get taken offline because they, it's like, oh, actual health endangerment. Um, but yeah, no, these videos are still sitting there. Yes, right. I didn't think that. Tw- it turns out like Twitter has been the best about taking the, down these accounts. They're still pretty shitty at it, but they've been the best when compared to fucking uh, YouTube and Facebook. None of the videos uh, that he has on offer have gone as big as his original hit. The second biggest video is his follow up that has half the amount of views. 
approximately 2.5 million and 5 million for the original. Uh, yeah, right he now. had the, the Mockingbird Media one. He has a bunch of different ones. He had one called uh, The Best is Yet to Come that Larry yes. Trump actually shared on, uh, yeah. on, on, on Twitter. It's called The Best is Yet to Come, hashtag Trump 2020. So very, very clearly they're aligning with electoralism finally. Mm-hmm. If the executions don't work out, just right. please vote. Uh, fine. Please. Just... Yeah. He also has titles like Q, Dark to Light, Q, We Are the Plan, and MAGA Newsreels presents Silent War Continues. Now, this one, the last one, I think, reveals Joe's biggest issue. He's a fucking dork. His content is dorky as hell, dude. He, like, once used, you know, very literally the 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 kind of old Disney uh, Fox version of Robin Hood to tell a story about Trump. It's like he's not connected with youth. He's, at best, a young person with a boomer's mind. So here is uh, the, the, the aforementioned MAGA newsreel, um, which, like I said, shows his more dorky side. It attempts to be like an old-fashioned black-and-white newsreel with the narrator just edifying Trump in the most just annoying way possible. And in other news, senior retired military figures are reportedly planning to stage a mutiny during a September town hall with fake news reporter Anderson Cooper, where they plan to tell the nation that President Trump is unfit for office in an attempt to hurt him at the polls. Unfortunately for these traders, the American public are pleased with Trump's performance after he delivered an unprecedented economic boom, record employment, destroyed ISIS, killed warlord Soleimani, even the score with China, denuclearized North Korea, and saved America's energy industry. Despite ongoing efforts by the corrupt establishment to inflame civil unrest and racial tension, push for fraudulent ballot harvesting, increase censorship of dissenting voices, extend the economic shutdown, encourage violence on the streets, stage destabilizing terror events, and weaponize the media, it is clear that President Trump is set for a landslide victory in November. And nothing will stop what's coming. Who wants this? People who know who Steamboat Willie is love this video. It's yep. cute, you know. It's it it's, it's it's cute and clever. I mean, I, I I think it's definitely geared towards an older crowd. Cute and clever. You heard it from that guy's mouth, not mine. Yo, I think it's like it's like it's yeah. I, this is exactly what the like the boomer QAnon followers want. They want yeah. like the news telling me about how my hero Trump is saving and how all the enemies suck. And I want it in a way that reminds me when I was eight years old at the pictures. It is really funny because for him, it's probably just like picking a filter. But the result is he's making propaganda with the tone of propaganda. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's just a really unfortunate. Joe made uh, a little mistake, apparently, with some of the footage that he put together MAGA Reels with because he posted this in his own YouTube comments. Sorry for the earlier deletion. There was some footage that was from a Mexican riot, which, while an accident, it's something MSDNC does, and patriots are better than that. So they didn't want to misrepresent the Mexican riot with an American riot for, for his listeners who care so deeply about accuracy. That's right. Although Joe was once a mighty figure in the QAnon milieu, he has since lost quite a bit of stature due to his many wrong predictions and his inability to embrace the New Age Save the Children contingency, which, unlike him, are revealing their faces and marching the streets to get the adrenochrome taps shut down. There also seems to be a dearth of support for Joe's wilder theories among the QAnon community, such as the one positing that the Nazis were actually Rothschilds and that the Rothschilds really weren't Jewish just feels fringe like even for today's yeah, yeah, people yeah yeah doesn't even get the anti-semites on board today joe m's videos are no longer the main entry point for most newbies into QAnon, supplanted by videos like fall of the cabal or the higher budget out of shadows or the less directly QAnon related pandemic series even but since QAnon is a rising tide it's growing Joe has basically stagnated at the same online following size, speaking to his shrinking percent of early Q LARPers who truly believe they are operators changing the world through online content. He refuses to DM with me ever since I accused him of being CIA and demanded he recruit me immediately. 
That's true, by the way. Yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. Yeah. I'm sorry, Joe. Yeah, you used to have like long conversations with them. I, I, I would get tipsy and just try to go in there and be like, you're talking about elites. Let's define this. Trying to find some some faint common ground between, uh, uh, you know, my version of elites and his. And it was just not working out. Liz Crokin. Liz Crokin, a staunch Pizzagate supporter and early QAnon adopter, initially got her start in somewhat legitimate journalism. A Chicago native, Liz worked for the Tribune's News City Service, but before long ran a juicy celebrity gossip column called Liz in the Loop. She specialized in celebrity breakups, her major scoops being Jessica Simpson split from Tony Romo. Oh, sad. A lifetime ago. Yeah. And Hillary Duff's failed relationship with Joel Madden, the lead singer of Good Charlotte. Uh, with a budding career as a gossip columnist, Crokin moved to Los Angeles, where she worked for established gossip magazines like Us Weekly, The National Enquirer, In Touch, and Star. Another big break for Crokin came when she claimed to have obtained photographs of Ashton Kutcher having an affair and took credit for breaking the story of the actor's divorce from Demi Moore. She returned to Chicago for some time, writing for Splash, a spinoff from the Chicago Sun-Times. Liz's career took a sharp turn after she became gravely ill due to meningitis. She found herself mentally and physically unable to write, and as a result, her column was canceled in 2014. Liz writes, I was unable to take care of myself. I couldn't read or write the same way or sit up in a chair for more than a few minutes at a time because my brain was so swollen. Shortly after this time, Crokin began writing for the far-right conservative website Town Hall. Most of her columns had to do with pedophilia and human sex trafficking. She claims this is because reading the leaked Podesta emails, quote, opened her eyes. What planet are these people on that they think they can get away with this? And how do they get away with it? Well, they get away with it very easily because of the system that they've they've set up for themselves. And it's very hard to understand. and It's very hard to believe unless you actually take the time to do the research. So when I started exposing, you know, Pizzagate, Pedogate, the sex trafficking, after I read the Podesta emails, which is what really woke me up to, to how real of a problem this is and how rampant it is. I had a friend who knows all this stuff. Is she's actually um, she's a celebrity. She's she's a, a she's not a huge huge A list celebrity, but she's a celebrity. Uh, but she knows all this stuff is true. But unfortunately, because of her career and she has a, a lot of kids and stuff, she she doesn't want to be at the forefront of this. And I don't blame her because. She doesn't want to deal with the kind of attacks and blowback that I deal with. Crokin's major QAnon fame came in the form of a celebrity shout out from none other than controversial comedian Roseanne Barr. In March of 2018, Roseanne tweeted, President Trump has freed so many children held in bondage to pimps all over the world, hundreds each month. He has broken up trafficking rings in high places everywhere. It appears that Roseanne was directly referencing a town hall article Crokin had published titled, quote, Why the MSM is Ignoring Trump Sex Trafficking Busts. Liz was over the moon, tweeting, Roseanne has been supporting my work exposing child sex trafficking, elite pedophilia, Pizzagate, and Pedogate for close to a year. She tweets my stuff and has been very supportive of me. And she's been very supportive of the community exposing the pedophilia problem in Hollywood. But on November 28th of 2018, Liz Crokin was banned from Twitter. And so we ask, where are they now? You have been listening to a sample of a premium episode of QAnon Anonymous. We don't run any advertising on the show, and we'd like to keep it that way. For five bucks a month, you'll get access to this episode, a new one each week, and our entire library of premium episodes. So head on over to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe.
Thank you. Thanks. I love you. Jake loves you. <laughs> <laughs>